0: Welcome to Regeneration Studio's second round of Career Blitz, a short episode exploring a day in the life of a job to help you understand what career possibilities are available to you. Now's the time to decide what you want to do with your life and go for it. We'll be hearing from the experts themselves to give you a lightning taste of your possible future. We are continuing our short series on social care and this time, we're meeting up with Ian Brown, who is a long-standing trustee on the Board of Supportive, a non-profit home care provider in County Durham. This blitz part will give you insight into the responsibilities of a trustee, why you might want to consider being one, and more generally, it touches on the benefits of working in social care. Over to you, Ian. To give listeners an idea of who you are, your background, your values, your studies, imagine there's a film soon to be released called Ian Brown. Can you briefly introduce yourself in the style of a film trailer? Oh,
1: Sounds fantastic. I get to be a superhero for a day. So just in terms of who am I, uh, I'm now in my um, mid-50s. I have spent my life with values based on things like a good solid moral grounding. Uh, I was a Boy Scout and then a, then later a Group Scout Master for many years, which instilled a, a set of values and ethics around trust and honesty and so forth. I've been in the, my career in software for my entire life since I was sort of finished school at eighteen. So I've yeah, I've been fortunate in that respect that I've been in a high tech industry since its infancy to some degree. I've only worked for four companies, if I get that right. Uh, So I was a technical person in my early years as an analyst programmer, initially working for GEC and then Northgate Information Solutions, PLC. And then I was on the board of directors of a company in London supplying help desk software uh, and then latterly for the last... 17, 16, 17 years. I have run Excel Point, which is a software company based in the northeast, where I'm where I a major shareholder and owner of that company. I joined the board of Supportive about six or seven years ago when my father died, and I saw how carers, uh, you know, in the home were massively important in the latter stages of life. Sadly, um sort of supported later by my mother's death so I thought i would give something back uh, join the board of trustees of a local care company and that's what I've done ever since.
0: Okay so can you elaborate on why you became a trustee so what do you know about social care and how did that event tragic event influence your decision?
1: Well at the time uh, I wouldn't say I knew anything much about social care Uh, My wife had worked in social care for a short while. I knew people who were carers working in the industry. But in reality, I didn't know much at all about social care. So my father sort of um, didn't die instantly. There is a, a, uh, for all of us, it will come one day. There is a usually... Uh, an element of time that it takes to go through that process of dying and in those stages the families uh, and friends and close people to that individual don't necessarily have the skills abilities time etc to look after them in the way that they need so i saw carers coming in regularly four or five times a day to uh, work with treat with and look after my dad And, you know, I know that these people are on minimum wage generally, have a very difficult job, you know, short spells to visit people. And it just felt like this was an industry that could could benefit from being improved. So in some small way, I decided that I'll take that. Sort of call to action to go out there, get involved, and see if I could help to improve a particular organization. So I looked around to see one that had the same sort of values and ethics as me, found supportive. Uh, they were branded Social Resource Center at that time. Uh, and I approached them and ended up joining their board and been on their board of trustees ever since.
0: Okay Can you mention three of your values and ethics which correlate with supportive?
1: Oh, well, my values and ethics are very much embodied into the company that I run. And we had a session, must be getting on for a year ago now, where we discussed our values and ethics. And at first I thought this was a bit of a hot air session. You know, we had five or six of us involved, took all afternoon. Uh, but I was very happy with what we came out with, not just in the words. So the, the values that we came out with was um trust, honesty and integrity Uh, and i would think that embodies my own values as well
0: i mean that's such a great inspiration and reason for becoming a trustee on on the board of supportive so i think a lot of people know the word trustee and being a well a trustee on a board but what is a typical day like what do you actually do
1: well, as a trustee, you're not working for the organisation full-time. So, um, your typical day is your normal work life. Uh, but time spent for supportive is very often in meetings, helping to set direction, helping to bring external influences from outside the care industry uh, to bear, to bring best practice and learning from other sectors. And as a group of trustees, we all come from a wide variety of backgrounds, and therefore we can bring that pool of knowledge and experience uh, almost as a management team, an extended management team, to a smallish organisation that couldn't afford all of those resources in the first place.
0: So it's almost like a board of executives, in a way.
1: Yeah, it's, it's almost like a board of executives. Ten people get together discuss financial issues practical issues disciplinary issues diversification you know it it is it is the running of an organization to some degree
0: all right so to kind of wrap this episode up why is the board of trustees important for an organization like supportive and can you mention one recent change or suggestion that you've made that contributed to the organization
1: Yeah, I think um, suggestions that we've made as a board, because we all have an input to this, we explored many different methods of diversification, including getting into um, housing and accommodation, transport services, uh, volunteering services, beyond care, etc. And the patient transport service that was introduced a couple of years ago has proved to be extremely successful. It was quite difficult to get it off the ground. Uh, It was costly. It was very time-consuming. It was a very different direction the organization was moving in. For a while, that it was difficult to predict whether that was going to be successful. And it was tenuous, to say the least. So we had a number of meetings uh, where we discussed, should we continue this or should we draw a line under it and, and just call it experience and move on? And in fact, it's very profitable and it supports, it's effectively a positive contributor to the caring and support side of the business and props it up financially to some degree.
0: Thank you so much, Ian, for your insight. Now, just for somebody who might be considering going into social care, can you mention, because you did mention that it is minimum wage, it is a hard job, why is it a worthy vocation, a worthy profession? And general quick word of wisdom for someone looking for a job, any kind of job.
1: Well... I think this comes back to work-life balance, and we don't all go to work for money. Clearly, we've got to earn money in order to be able to survive, pay the bills, pay the mortgage, etc., etc. but usually what motivates people isn't largely money. It's other things. And social care is extremely rewarding because you're looking after people who they don't really have many other alternatives you're an absolute lifeline the people love you to bits you're maybe you're already their only contact with the outside world sometimes so in terms of feeling valued you can feel extremely valued by the people you care for um, and to a degree it also offers a significant element of flexibility so you can work what hours you can work you can work around your other life uh, commitments like school or looking after your own parents or uh, children etc etc uh, so there's a lot of flexibility that can be brought into the role so in terms of just feeling grounded in a set of values where you yourself have a moral compass and your loved, valued, and also cared for in return by the people that you look after, I think it's a f- phenomenal employment. It, it certainly should be valued at more than uh, minimum wage, but clearly that's a, a sort of countrywide issue, a UK government issue, rather than a local provider, and support it to do everything to keep pushing that boundary upwards and upwards.
0: Thank you once again for your contribution, Ian. It helped point out that when we look for a job, we should think about the value we'll be offering to society, just as much as perhaps the salary and the benefits we will be receiving. Thank you for listening to this round of Career Blitz. Be sure to check out our other episodes on different roles within social care. And if you enjoyed this, please subscribe to our podcast, share it with a friend or loved one and leave us a rating and review to let us know what you think. Join me next time for more narrative journeys of entrepreneurs and artists living fearlessly to make a difference in their communities. And of course, more rounds of Career Blitz.